The Kutta Sikh is Chelikut Ches, Chukas Aleph. The Sikh of the Rebbe is going to address the idea of Para Aduma being Chuka. What is unique about Para Aduma that makes it the Chuka, Zeus Chukas, and how does it affect or how do we learn from this Chuka to the rest of Teda? The Medrash says that there are four things that the Yitzhahara challenges a Yid and at each of four mitzvahs or four halachas. And in each of these things, it actually uses the word chukah when the Torah talks about it. Eishas Ach, marrying the, a brother's wife. The Kilayim, mixing wool and linen. The Soyer Amishtaleach, sending away the goat on Yom Kippur to the Azazel mountain, Uparaduma and the Paraduma, which is the subject of this week's parsha and the of the Pasik Zeschukas Atera. But the Allegifintman in Yonim Vazain and Hecher von Seichel, each by each of these four things, we find something that is, is beyond Seichel. It's supra rational. Dvarim Vihipucham, because there is an incongruity in each of these uh, ideas. For example, Eshasach. So Teresa says, you're not allowed to marry your brother's, your brother's wife. But then, if the brother passes away without any children, then it's a mitzvah to do yibum, which is to marry the brother's wife. When it comes to kilayim, you're not allowed to mix wool and linen. But then in a pair of tzitzis, you're allowed to mix wool and linen. When it comes to Sayyid Amishtaleach, the person who was involved in it, went to, to bring the did not survive the year. That's what it says. He didn't survive the year. So here he's going to be to atone for the, all of the Yidin. And he himself doesn't survive. And Paraduma, it says that the person who was involved in preparing or, or administering the Paraduma, he himself becomes Tomei. So here he's trying to, the whole idea of Paraduma is to create a Tara. And the person who's doing it is actually becoming Tomei. So each of these things have something that goes opposite to its very core idea. And the Yitzhah says, obviously the Torah makes no sense. And he uses these four ideas as a proof that the Torah doesn't make sense. And interestingly enough, by each of these mitzvahs, the Torah uses the word chukah. Said with regards to all of these other things, he said, I was able to grasp their reason. But when it came to Paraduma, I investigated and I searched and I asked, and I was not able to, to understand it. As the Pasik says, Echkima, I'm going to try to be smart, to be wise. But it's difficult for me, it's distant for me. I'm not able to reach it. That it is only the parsha of Paraduma that Shleimah Melech could not grasp. So from this we can understand that out of all these four, the most the primary chukah, the most chukah of any of them is, in other words, the idea of something that you do not understand al piseichol, chukah gazarti, is by para aduma dafke, is specifically by para aduma. And lay them, as chukah sapara is uskitel from the under, lay them, as chukah sapara is uskitel from the under of So according to this, that, par, that the chukah of Paraduma is distinct, is different than the other chukim. Because all the other ones, Shleim could understand, but this one is the chukah 
There's something unique about this one, and even Shleima Amelach could not understand it. So therefore we understand why specifically by Par Aduma the Torah says that this is the chukah of the Torah. That this specifically is the chukah of the entire Torah. This says that Amit is in Yenachukif and Torah. What says the Gamri Nit Begeder Asager is by Paraduma. That means that the true chukah, the true idea of chukah, that is entirely not comprehensible, is by Paraduma. So there are many things in Torah that are not easy to understand, or for some of us are impossible to understand, but yet at the end of the day they do have a reason, and someone on the level of Shleim Amalek can understand them. Para Aduma is the ultimate chukah. Even Shleima Amelach cannot understand, cannot understand Para Aduma. And therefore, it is the chukah of the Torah. It's not just the chukah of this specific mitzvah. It's the chukah of the Torah. Because it's the chukah, the one that even, that no one can understand, even Shleima. In Siv Beis, he's going to ask in that case, why can Moshe understand the chukah? Then we have to understand why does the Medrash say that Hashem said to Moshe, to you I will reveal the reason of the Para. This indicates that that Para also has a reason. If that's the case, is the Kasha, we have a two pointed question. If there is a reason does exist, then why is it that Shleima HaMelech, who is the wisest of all men, was not able to understand or grasp the reason of Par Aduma? Based the second question, If Moshe knows the reason, why does he keep it to himself? Why doesn't he share it with the Eden? As we know with regards to Pupula Dairaisa, the idea that one can delve deeper into Torah and discover new depths to Torah. This was something that was given specifically to Moshe. And Moshe, in his generosity, shared it with the Yidin. So if he shared this with the Yidin, then why does he not share uh, uh, the, the reason of Para Aduma to all the Yidin if the Abishah told it to him? Darfin Sagi. Therefore, we must say. That the fact that Moshe did not reveal the reason of Parah Aduma to the rest of the Yidin is not because he didn't want to. Or because the Abishad did not command him to reveal it. It's the, the reason Moshe doesn't say anything is because it is impossible for a human, for a, a, a creation of Hashem to grasp Parah Aduma. And therefore, if had Moshe Rabbeinu explained it, revealed it to the Yidden, they would not have been able to understand it or to receive it. As Hashem told Moshe, with regard to the Parra it's a chukah, it's, it's a statute that doesn't have a reason. It, it's a it's a decree that I decreed. And no creation could grasp my decrees. Therefore, Shleim HaMelech also could not grasp the reason of the Parah. As he said, It is too far for me to reach. 
who is the most perfect human being, Moshe on his own accord could not grasp it. Because Moshe on his own is a nivra, is a creation, is a created person. And the created person cannot grasp for Aduma. So in that case, how does Meisha Taka get to know it? If it's beyond the, the ability to fit into the parameters of Seichel, the Seichel of any Nivra, including Meisha Rabbeinu, then how does, how does Meisha actually uh, uh, attain the understanding of the reason of Paraduma? No, the Eibishter Velcher is Kel Yachel. The Eibishter is omnipotent. The Eibishter can do anything. Farim Zayin Nitaki in Shumag Bolis, there are no limitations for Hashem. So the Abister chooses to use his omnipotence, his ability to do anything, and reveal the reason of Paratuma to Meshe Rabbeinu. Even though Nivra on his own cannot reach it. But the Abister made an exception and said, I, I have veto power even to this Nivra uh, uh, um, limitation. And therefore, to Meshe, I, re- I want to reveal it. So in other words, on his own, Moshe can't grasp it. But with the Kayach of Hashem, Moshe could grasp it. But Lafiza shall tzikhti shayla. However, now this raises the question. Since Moshe Rabbeinu grasped the reason for Parah Aduma, not on his own accord. If it was on his own, we say Moshe is such a great person, he was able to understand the Tampara, but us, but the rest of us, we're regular people, we're simple people, and we can't reach that level of Moshe Rabbeinu. But that's not what we're saying here. We're saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was not able to do it on his own. And Hashem made an exception, so to speak, and Hashem used his, his Kel Yachel power in order to give Moshe the ability to understand the Parah Aduma. So in that case, Hashem could have used the same powers to reveal the reason of Parah Aduma to everyone else. Why is it that to Moshe, Hashem could and does reveal Tam Parah, but to the rest of us, Hashem does not reveal Tam Parah? So, what we've learned in Siv Beis is that Parah Aduma is something that is impossible to be grasped in the human mind. Even Shleim HaMelech, who is the greatest human mind of all, could not grasp it. Even Moshe, on his own, could not grasp it. The exception to the rule is Moshe Rabbeinu, because the Eibishter, being a Kel Yochel, gives Moshe the ability to understand Tampara. And based on that, we're left with a question, if the Eibishter can do anything, why doesn't he reveal the Tampara, the reason for Para Aduma, the explanation, how it works, and why it works this way to all of the Eden. Is there beer in them? And the explanation is as follows. In Sif Gimel and Dalit, and Hey as well, the Rebbe is going to explain to us that this chukah of Para Aduma is something that we use to learn from it to the rest of Torah. And therefore, Torah needs a chukah in order for us to truly understand how to do a mitzvah and how to learn Torah. It's known that the fact that it says this is the chukah of the Torah, not this is the chukah of the Parah, like it says by other mitzvahs when it says this is the chukah of that mitzvah. For example, 
So why does it say Hatayre? As the, so it's known that the, the explanation as the mitzvah for Paraduma is Hatayre, Kolos Hatayre, the mitzvah for Paraduma is the entire Tayre. We bow that the Rinyan is Uskidrikmit Vart and since this is expressed with regard to the word chuka, this is the chuka of the Tayre. Is moving a dozen paraduma is clawless atera is as mitzadem in a hook of us in there. So we understand that what makes paraduma the whole tera, the fact that it has a hookah or that it is a hookah, as is madgish as the inyan a hookah from paraduma is the nukuda clawless from kalatera kula. This helps us underscore this idea that the hookah of the paraduma is the underlying theme of the entire tera. And this will affect both mitzvahs and the learning of Torah as follows. So it's been discussed on many occasions, in many ma'amorim, that the mitzvahs of the Torah, even those mitzvahs that are mishpatim, which are such as, as like civil laws, that are understandable to the human mind. Even edus, which are testimonials. We keep Shabbos to remind us of the Abish to create the world in six days. We keep Pesach because it's Zechel Etzies Mitzrayim. And once the Abish tells us the reason, the reason makes sense to us. So we do these mitzvahs knowing the reason for them. Nevertheless, we have to know that the definition of the mitzvah is actually the fact that it's Ratzon Elin, it's the will of Hashem, that supersedes the reasoning that is understandable to us. Now the Rebister had given as the Ratzon from the mitzvahs of the Rav Kumon and the Slavis were in the Chachma Vesechel. The Rebister wanted that this mitzvah should come down, to be brought down into human intellect, to be understandable. And therefore, he, for some of the mitzvahs, he gave us a reason. He said, he said this reason can make sense to you. Aber, even after the mitzvah is repackaged, so to speak, with a reason, it nevertheless doesn't change the fact that the Ratzon HaElyon, the will of Hashem, in its most perfect form, remains beyond our understanding. In other words, the mitzvah, we know that Hashem wants it. Why Hashem wants it, we don't know. Even the fact that he told us, uh, keep Shabbos, because uh, it reminds us of the, of the, of the fact that he created the world. That's only the Abishter wanted us to understand part of it. So we understand this detail. But if we go to the core of the mitzvah, the core of the mitzvah is Ratz Nehel, in the will of Hashem, and we don't understand why. When it gets to Teda, we could say a similar concept, similar idea, with regards to the learning of Teda. Even those areas of Torah that a person could understand logically, in truth, they are beyond comprehension. Because the Torah is the wisdom of Hashem. So it's understood that just like a creation cannot grasp his creator, its creator, so too, we can't grasp the wisdom of the Creator, which is Tehidah. It's concealed from the eyes of every living being. So therefore, even though there's parts of Tehidah that we could understand, that's because the Abishter wanted that we should understand parts of Tehidah. But the 
essence of Torah, the core of Torah, is beyond our understanding. So, we have Zeus Chukas This teaches us that the Chukah of Parah Duma represents the entire Torah because Be'etzim Gedet, the entire Torah is a Chukah. Every mitzvah really is Ratzon Elyon, is the will of Hashem, without a reason. And every part of Torah, though even the parts that are understandable, are really beyond our understanding. In Siv Dalad, he's going to explain to us how vital this information is to our Yiddishkeit. Knowing this information is not just to say, wow, that the, uh, it's amazing, but it actually affects our observance of Yiddishkeit. Knowing this affects every Yid in his Torah Mitzvahs. Because the fulfillment of any mitzvah, even the mitzvahs for which we were given the reason, still has to be fulfilled with Kabbalah Sel, with the acceptance of the yoke of heaven, meaning to say, We do it because this is what Hashem commanded us to do. As the expression is, I decreed a decree, I uh, established a statute. All this is the nusuch from all the birchas of mitzvahs. Vitzivanu, and as we say in the brach of mitzvahs, you 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 made us holy with your mitzvahs. Vitzivanu, you commanded us. The reason we're doing this mitzvah is because we were commanded to do so by Hashem. Even if there's a reason for it, that's not what motivates us to do the mitzvah. What motivate, what should motivate us to do the mitzvah is the fact that it's a tzivah of the Yerushalmi. And the same thing could be applied to learning Torah, and even in a greater sense. Teda is infinite. Teda has no limit. Teda has no end. So as much as a person reaches in his understanding of Teda, there's going to be a lack in his understanding because you can't grasp the entire Teda because there's always more to grasp. Therefore he has to toil even harder to be able to, 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 to understand those parts that he doesn't understand yet. As those was is by him given busy to the Malami Asaga, so there does canon by name and understand. So that way, those elements of Torah that were beyond this comprehension should now become comprehensible, understandable. And then the chukah part, the part that he doesn't understand, will be the next level. If a person understands one plus one is two, but doesn't understand that two plus two is four, so now he has to work on himself. Now that he understands that 2 plus 2 is 4, he still doesn't understand that 4 plus 4 is 8. So now he has to work on that. So every time he reaches a level, he has to now go to the next level, so that the next level, which till now was not understandable, should become understandable, and then a new level becomes not understandable. Until he reaches the ultimate chukah of teda, meaning to say that teda is beyond understanding. And therefore the Pasuk says, this is the chukah of the Torah. Although Torah does have certain aspects and ideas that were brought down into the human comprehension. But by definition, they are all beyond our understanding. And all of its mitzvahs is ultimately a chukah, something that's beyond understanding. Not only are they a chukah, but they are a chukah on the level of Paraduma. Which, as we said before, as much as there are other chukim in Torah 
that are not understandable, Parah Duma is totally beyond understanding, beyond comprehension. And this and that level of chukah, that actually applies to every part of Teda. That's what it means, this chukah satayra. Now in Sifay we're going to say, now we understand why the, why the Parah Duma remains a chukah. Why the reason doesn't get revealed, it has to actually remain as a chukah. Because since it is the chukah that is telling us that the rest of Torah is also a chukah, so we have to have the one, uh, uh, the one chukah to teach us about everything else. If we understand why one idea in Torah had to remain a in that way, teach us that all other parts of Torah are also so in in, in their truthfulness, in, 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 in reality, that every part of Torah is really and truly beyond comprehension. And this is why the Avishar does not reveal the reason of Torah to the Yidin. Had every aspect of Teda, including Parah Duma, been brought down into the grasp of the human being, is has two issues. First of all, this would take away from us the the, the feeling that we want to do a mitzvah because of Rat because it has seichel. Once you, once you tell me the reason, then it's easier to fulfill it because of its reason than to fulfill it because of the, just the fact that David just said so. Is, but there's a greater issue. If a Yid will encounter a part of Teiru Mitzvah which requires, the Yid would not be able to accomplish, to, 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 uh, 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 to, Affect himself to to be able to do mesiras nefesh. Because since if chuka, if chuka, if para aduma, the reason was given, then that would mean that that every aspect of teira is following seichel. And that's what teira tells him to do. I gave you the reasons. Do the mitzvahs because of the reasons. But and so now when it comes to mesiras nefesh. Which is beyond reason. I won't be able to go on. I got used to the fact that Torah wants me to do things that make sense. Because everything in Torah makes sense. So now when something is demanded of me that's beyond my seichel, such as Mesiris Nefesh, and he's going to explain to a moment, in a moment uh, uh, what Mesiris Nefesh means, I'm not going to be able to do it. Because I'm used to doing everything. And this wouldn't just affect the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, where we say each person should die al Kiddush Hashem. It would affect various different details in Torah mitzvahs. Not just when we're talking about real Mesiris Nefesh. Why? Why would this affect other mitzvahs? Anytime you ask an intellectual person, a person that understands something, to do something that goes against his seichel, it becomes difficult for him. You're telling him to go out of his uh, box and do something that makes no sense to him, while he is a person that usually does everything that, 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 that's sensible. This could even reach a person, reach a point that the person will do something immoral in the name of Teda. 
But if the head ignored them, tam sikhli and yoni atayda, because since he only grasps the tayda on an intellectual level, he on them lamalam and seichel without the idea that tayda is beyond seichel. So then he could learn Tayra, and in Tayra he could find excuses or reasons, explanations why, uh, why his misconduct is okay, and he's doing the wrong thing in the name of Tayra, because everything is Seichel based. And therefore, but we'll see soon, therefore Hashem has to leave at least one chukah in the Tayra to, to be. The, 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 the one thing that goes out of the, the, ge- the general rule to teach us about everything else, that everything else is really a chukah and everything else has to be done not for the seichel shebedavar, but beyond seichel, even in a case where we see this same thing would apply to the learning of teireh. In order to reach the level of umatsasa. To find it, mitzia represents something that's unexpected. It's not something that was planned for uh, in a logical way. Which means to say that he basically wants to reach an area in Tater, an understanding of Tater that's beyond his his uh, 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 reach, his grasp. He has to work for it. He has to toil. As long as he suffices with his own depth, with his own delving into Teda, that's not a regular, that's not a true Yagiyah, because it's his nature. He likes to learn, or he doesn't like to learn, but he's learning what he usually does. Only when he learns Teda beyond his capacity, beyond his normal measure, to the point that he goes against the nature of a seichel, then he could reach the level of matzasa, which comes, literally, means unexpectedly. It's not something that you, that, that you are thinking about. But here we use the word hasachadas to mean that if he, if he works very, very hard, Beyond his normal capacity, beyond his normal uh, uh, amount of learning, then he could reach umatsasa. He can understand Taylor beyond the normal reach of his seichel. Similar to the advantage of Talmud Bavli over Talmud Yerushalmi. Talmud Yerushalmi is written uh, a very halachis, uh, simple and to the point, and therefore it's in a way easier to read through, to learn through, because it's written very. Very straightforwardly, Talmud Bavli has questions and answers and rayas and and proofs and and it, 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 it's a it's a it's a journey. The lashon sometimes is v'machashakim ha'shivani. I'm led through the dark tunnels in order to grasp an idea in Talmud Bavli. But when you come out at the other end, your grasp of it is much greater because you worked so much harder for it. So therefore, when it comes to mitzvahs, we need a person to be able to do mitzvahs with Mesiris Nefesh. When it comes to Teda, we need a person to be able to study Teda in the level of Yagaita, going out of his own box, to be able to, to, to reach beyond his capacity in order to be able to umatsasa, in order to, to reach a new level in Teda. This will only work if there is at least one element in Teira that supersedes Seichel. And this is what teaches the Yid that truthfully every aspect of Teira is higher than Seichel. 
As much as he understands, there's always higher to go within uh, the uh, the the levels of comprehension. This this brings out within the person the approach of Yagaita. He puts away his own seichel. So he could reach the level of Tere that's beyond understanding, the ultimate knowledge of the lack of knowledge. When it comes to, learn, to knowing Tere, or knowing Hashem is what it's said about, is the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. So the ultimate knowledge is the fact I know nothing. Now, it's, it, it's, it's a very high level, because you've gone through so many levels to know that you don't know. It's easy to say, I don't know, but a Tachas idea, but a person learns and learns and learns, he ultimately reaches this level that he doesn't understand, because it's not possible to understand this. So that only happens when a person is ready to go into a level of Yagiyya. A person can only go into Yagiyya if a person understands that Teirah is not limited to Seichel. And the only way that can happen is if there's a Chukah in Teirah. And therefore the Ebishter does not explain the reason of Parah to anybody, even to Shleimah Melech, because he wants that there that, 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 that should be at least one element, one part of Teirah that remains a Chukah, that becomes the the the... The, the example that tells Ayid that every other part of Teirah is really and truly also higher than Seichel. However, this is going to ask, a, this is going to raise another question. If, if knowing the reason of Teirah, knowing the reason of the Chukah, gets in the way of Mesidus Nefesh, because, because everything's Alpi Seichel, then why did Hashem tell it to Moshe? Why take away his Mesidus Nefesh? What does it even mean that if you, te- if you, if you tell it to Moshe, it's going to affect his Mesidus Nefesh? Since the Meishir Abenu, what Hashem did reveal to him, the reason for Parah Aduma is the fiyal nadar pechiskum and as the Meishir Abenu not chasam gifal dirin yemesir is never zakim amitzvus undishleim usayegiya ilimudatayra. This would this would imply that Meishir Abenu was lacking mitzvus nefesh when it comes to fulfillment of mitzvus when it comes to learning tayra because by him chuka had a reason. And then that means that everything in Torah has a reason. And in a more general question, How is it possible to say that Ebishter revealed to Meishe Rabbeinu Tampara, and because of that, Meishe Rabbeinu was lacking such a fundamental aspect of Torah Mitzvah, which is Mesir Nefesh. So now we're going to introduce a, whole no- a new idea. And that is, what was bothering Moshe? Before Hashem revealed him the reason, Moshe was bothered specifically by Tumas Mace. Why was Moshe bothered so much by Tumas Mace when in truth, there are other Tumas that are more, uh, in a certain sense, more stringent or more severe than Paraduma? As then, Moshe did not care to make it Tumas Mace. We'll introduce the fact that it says in the Medrash that when Moshe didn't heard about Tumas Mace, if this person becomes Tomei, how will he become Toher? At this moment, the face of Moshe changed colors. Niskarakum, I think, is yellow. Like when the, the blood left his face in, in shame or in confusion. Because he, he didn't know the reason, it didn't make sense to him. And even after David later told Meishir Abenu that the Torah, the Tumas Meis, will be purified 
will be brought back to Taro through the Paraduma. still asks the Abishter, is this a Taro? We have to understand. There are other Tumas that in certain details, certain major details, are more severe or more strict than Tumas Mace. The Tumas of for example, the Tumas of And he explains why they're, why they're different. But he's allowed to be a machin and he's certainly allowed to be a machin yisrael. But in the on the other hand, conversely, azov someone who became tame through an emission is has to go out not just a machin kona but also out of machin levia. And even more strict, strict is the Mitzayda who is expelled from all three Machinists, even Machin Yisrael. And in Yerushalayim, it meant that he had to go out of Yerushalayim, which is much more strict than the Tommy Mace. Another, another distinction by the Zav, by the Mitzayda, the Tuma comes out of their body. But it comes to a tmeimes, the tumah doesn't come from the from the person himself. It comes from touching something else, another object that it, which was which was a mace that was, that he touched and became tummy. But it didn't come from his own body. It's not like uh, such a severe tumah. The oid and there are other distinctions. Why is it that by tafke by tumas mace is Moshe so confused? That to the point that his face changes colors, via Zayir can toy there because he doesn't know how the person could become toy. He doesn't have this question by the other more severe Tumas. Especially since those that were discussed earlier in Chumash. We're already in Parshas Chukas. Zayis Chukas Atayra, the Parah Aduma. Zav Mitzayra are in Parshas Tazidiyah Mitzayra. I mentioned again in Parshas Nasi. So this is the question that we have. What is bothering Moshe so much specifically about Tumas Mes? Their beer bazet. And we're going to explain the reason. The reason is going to be because since the, since the Tuma was triggered by something that doesn't have a Neshama, Moshe Rebbeinu cannot understand how it can go back to Tara if when it became Tomei, when it, when it created the Tuma, there was no Neshama that, that could for the lack of a better word, recharge it back to its taro. Let's see how he says it here, because he's going to say it in one level, and then he's going to say it with Pnimi Yisrael All other tumas are connected with a live body. A guf that contains a neshama. Therefore, even when the guf becomes tamei, since the guf has a neshama, which is a piece of Hashem. When the Rebbe says, "Akel Yachal," the Rebbe there is omnipotent. Can men first day as the Keach Eliki from the Neshama to the Chachil of Keach to pay all zayin after Tuma? So you understand that this infinite power of Hashem that's in the Neshama has the ability to to impact the Tuma as the Guf so soft, so soft. The Chachil of the Chulu Torvim and Tumasi that ultimately through the proper processes the Guf should become Tamei from its Torv from its Tuma. In other words, it makes sense to Moshe Rabbeinu. There's a neshama. The neshama is connected to Hashem. So when, the, when, a, when, a, when a tumah occurs, you reach back deeply into the neshama. The neshama brings the possibility for, ta, for Tara to return.
that's becoming Tommy. We're coming, we talk about the Tumah that we're the person that's becoming Tommy from. He's becoming Tommy from a Tumah that was created or generated from a body that is not alive. And it's upgetel from the Neshama. Under Gufa Lane is not the Gufa is dead. So, the, the, so it, which means that it is separated from its Neshama. The Gufa itself has no power, it's simply dirt from the ground. So therefore Meshach is wondering, how could there be, how is it possible for there to be a Tara from this Tumah? Especially since the Tumah originates from something that does not have any more a bond with the Neshama. And the Neshama is what gives the uh, creates the ability for the process to affect the Tara. So this is a, on a basic level. As far as Beishir is concerned, Tara has to come. Tara is only possible if the Tuma happened to a Neshama, to a goof that has a Neshama. If the goof did not have a Neshama when the Tuma happened, in, meaning to say in the mess, Meshavina does not understand how this is even possible to become Tahir. Let's look at this on a deeper level. Tuma doesn't mean dirt. It has to be mud. It has to be washed off. It is a spiritual tarnishment or a spiritual defect in the blemish. In the connection of a Yitah Hashem through Tera Mitzvahs. When a Yid is cleaves, connected to Hashem through Mitzvahs, through Tera, then he's not going to find Chaim, he's not called alive. When a Yid connects to Hashem through Tera Mitzvahs, this means the Yid is alive. No problem. But when a Yid stumbles, Slips up and does the sin. This weakens, this diminishes the connection and therefore the life of the Yid and he becomes Tameh. And then there will now be a spectrum. There will be various different levels within the intensity of the Tumah. Which will parallel the weakness in the connection of the Yid to the Yebishter. In other words, the, the, more, the, the more severe the Aveda, the greater the weakness in the, in, in the connection to Hashem, and the greater the Tumah. However, even though we're talking about a very high on the spectrum, um, Tumah or weakness in the connection to Hashem, if the Yid still remains connected to Tehidu Mitzvahs, he's moving as a Rahatim Keach Tzavar and Toir, we understand that he can still become Toir. So far starken sein Dvekas with Tehidu Mitzvahs, but it's not If it's just weakened, but it's still there, then you can intensify it, you can strengthen it, you can revitalize it, until you bring it all the way back, that the Yid is reconnected to Hashem, which means he's Toir. However, if a yid transgresses 
the Abishter's will to the point that he becomes totally severed from his connection to Hashem. Fuchayim Beruchnis from spiritual life. Vosti Misruchnis is the Sibut Misigasmis, which spiritual death is what causes physical death. Which is what triggers the idea of Tumas Mes, a yid, that Chas V'Shalom is now disconnected from Hashem entirely because of his lack of Tero Mitzvahs. When their father is upon us, and Amesha's face changes colors. We can sign the tariff for not to make mess. How could this become toher? For not to make us come to the fun for not give mess. A tumor that's coming from and because of a dead body. But in the Nishama is always alive, even in the moment of sin, is still faithful to Hashem. But the body, which is now dead, is totally severed from Hashem and from Tero Mitzvah. How can you bring Tara? So, the, the first half of Siv Zayin is talking about actual Tumas Mes. In other words, the, tuma, the Tumas Mes that happens from a dead body. The Pnimi Yonim is talking at how it affects a Yid. That a, 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 a person that's Tomei means someone whose connection to Elokus was weakened. A Tomei mess means a person whose act, a connection to Elokus is severed. So um, in both levels, Moshe doesn't understand. When it comes to the, re- the t- regular uh, Tumor, Moshe says if the Tumor was, was created from something that doesn't have an Ashama, how does it get a Tara? And if you look at it in the person, if the person be- fell so low that he's totally disconnected from Hashem, what's going to bring him back? You want to know how a tummy mess becomes tummy? I'll tell you how. Through Tater. This is the power of Tater. Even in the moment where the Naguf is severed, separated from the Nishama and from Tater Mitzvah. Since the neshama, while it was still in the guf, learned teda and does mitzvahs, the guf was its partner, so to speak. So it could do teda mitzvahs. So the neshama has the ability, since the neshama is eternal and is a piece of elokus, the neshama has the ability together with the kayach of teda. To be able to impact the guf with an eternal impact of the holiness of the neshama and teira. When the guf is even later on, when the guf is separated from the neshama, and since when when you're talking about a yid, a yid through the teira that he learned. Uh, is able to, to be revitalized and be brought back to his connection to Hashem, also in the practical sense, Tomei Mes could become Toir because in, in, in Pnimi Yisrael through Limud of the of the Neshama when it was in the Guf, it could, it could give the power for the Guf to become, for the, for the, for the, for the Yid to become Toir, meaning to say to be reconnected with Hashem. So this is the Abishter's answer. In a moment he's going to say, however, it's a chukah. Because it makes no sense to us. This idea that a person is able, that these two things can impact one another, that the teda can impact the person, this is a chukah. 
And that's, that's going to say in, in, in the end of Sifchas, before that, he's going to bring in a brackets and he's going to say that once we understand this idea that the neshama of the guf defines the guf even after, or at least is connected to the guf, even after the guf's demise. This will also explain to us another idea, the idea of the fact that Sadiqim in and Metam and Sadiqim don't become Tomei because they live on forever, at least spiritually. This is one of the reasons, at least Pipnimius, of the Maimer Chazal that Sadiqim are not Metamei. You can go to the cave of a Tzadik, for example, and you don't become Tomei. But in the Metzius, I goof on a Tzadik in the Shama Lekis because the 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 goof of the tzaddik. What makes up the goof of the tzaddik? It says neshama. Chayi a tzaddik in Chayim Sarim Kim Chayim Ruch Nim Shem Amunav Yehi Avad the Galut Rebbe says in the Perik Chavzayin Nigeres Hakedus Chavzayin that the life of the tzaddik is not a flat life of flesh, but it's a spiritual life made up of emuna Yira and Ava. Um from them by state the Chayi Sametzias a goof, and this is what the life of the goof consists of. Mainly is moving efforts understood as a feel of the neshama get back from goof even when the neshama leaves the body. Life tapul and nitzchis in goof there still remains an eternal impact on the goof, and therefore the goof is still alive in a spiritual sense, and therefore it's not matama, it's not a mess. So once we understand that the koyach haTorah tells us that the Torah of the of the neshama could, of the person can impact the goof even after his death, its death. And we understand that same thing is with, similarly with the tzaddik. Even after the tzaddik passes away, he's still the the, the, the neshama is still impacting the guf, and therefore the tzaddik is still alive, spiritually speaking, and therefore tzaddikim and matamin. We said before that we're going to say, however, this is still a chukah. This, this this supersedes any form of reasoning or rationale. According to human intellect, human understanding, two things can affect each other if they're connected to each other. Not once they separate from each other and actually become opposites. The guf becomes a gashmi, the nisham is a ruchni. They're opposite things. How could one impact the other when they're totally disconnected? It's only the power of Hashem, of the Creator, which is higher than any limitations or confinements or rules that says that it's possible that the neshama can impact the guf even after they've parted ways. Al-Pizah, in Siftes, he's now going to use this whole idea. Because if you remember, in the beginning of Sivav, we asked the question, why is the Abishter Megala, the Tumaisha, if it's going to affect his Mesiris Nefesh? So he's going to explain in Siftes that now that we understand Moshe's question, that how could a tummy mess become tired if there's a disconnect from the neshama? And the answer that, that through Tchayach the the neshama can impact the guf even though they're not connected to each other. Based on this, we're going to understand why Moshe is able to understand Tampara. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is Chachma, and Chachma is ain't safe Baruchu. Chachma embodies ain't safe Baruchu. And on that level, this is understandable. On the level of ain't Saf, it's understandable. And it's going to take us even deeper into that, and we'll get there.
Not only did, it not, did Moshe not lack anything in his complete bitu and Mesiris Nefesh, nor had it have quite the contrary, quite the contrary that it didn't affect Moshe negatively, it actually affects him positively. And this is why the level of Moshe is Chachma. But besides the bittul of chachma is in a state of insane particle because chachma is in a chachma datzilus is in a state of total bittul, within it could rest insane baruchu. David to himself. The Alter Rebbe says that insane baruchu echad ha'emes shehu levadi hu ve'inzulasi is the ultimate truth that it is the, the, the oneness of Hashem and there's nothing else. V'zui madrigas chachma. This is the level of chachma. So chachma is chachma is the 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 uh, embodiment of to say this and even at a, a, a more intense level in, in, the, in the wording of Kabbalah Pnimius Abba who Pnimius Atik Mamish Pnimius Abba is Chachma Abba Ima Abba is Chachma Ima is Bina Pnimius Abba is the is the is the essence the core of Chachma so Kabbalah says Pnimius Abba Pnimius Atik not the Pnimius Abba gets you to Pnimius Atik which is the highest level of Kesar. But it is kesem. Chokhmah is kesem. Pnimi is chokhmah. Pnimi is kesem. Any of the Yerushim is What does that mean? I mean we, we know that there's a system. Chokhmah is atzil. It's taka the highest level and say that it's shalos. But kesem is above it. What does it mean that that pnimi is abba is pnimi is atik that chokhmah is kesem? So explains like this. Hamshachas when I hechra madrekes on nidrekes zayinim and rechkal in a nefesh of mashpiyim akavu. Usually, when you have to draw something down from a higher level to a low level, lower level, it's in the system of mashpiyim akavu. Mashpiyim is the giver. Makavu is the recipient, and the giver lowers itself down to give to the recipient, and the recipient receives. When a yezas has kumt in a nefesh of yudav hamshachah, he's feshtan because this is an arable vat, and since it's a descent, since the higher level has to come down. To give to the lower level, we understand that it's only harder, it's only a ray, it's only a, a, a small amount of the higher level. Similar to the giving over, to conveying a seichel, an intellectual concept from a teacher to a student, that the teacher has to lower itself himself to the student, and therefore can only give the student a, 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 a piece, a part. Uh, of the actual idea that he's trying to give over. So therefore, so usually it must be a makabal. So the mashpia lowers itself down and gives a piece of itself to the makabal. When you're talking about which in this case means of the highest level, is it's not being uh, transferred. In a way of the giver to the recipient, nor pnimius abba is pnimius atik atzmos terfun. The 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 core of chachma is keser. It's not that keser gives to chachma, but keser becomes chachma. Umemeli is verstandik, but the Eibister gezoks. Now we understand why Moshe says to Hashem says to Moshe, "Lachani megala tampara as to him is nizgala givar pnimius abba pnimius rots nelyim." That to Moshe Rabbeinu, he was able to have the revelation of the pnimius of the Eibister's will in Yenachuka. Well, does he give him a dregis Moshe? When the Eibister to megala, when he went to Mitzmadrigosay, Chachma is Moshe. 
Moshe is Chachma, and Achnu Malik, it says in Tanya. So, so therefore, all you need to understand Parah is to be Chachma, because Pnimi is Abbas, Pnimi is Atik. Chachma contains in it Atmos. So if you have Chachma, or if you are Chachma, then you automatically know whatever Atmos knows. I'm not exactly sure how that um, fits in with all the other things that Hashem knows that Moshe Reino doesn't know. But the idea is, is Moshe Reino is on a level that he is not learning the reason of Parah, he's experiencing the reason of Parah. Because since Moshe Reino is Chachma, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem is just revealing to Moshe what he is. In Sif Yud, he's going to explain why. So, to now we, we to now we understand that that to, to human beings, besides from Eishet Abeno, we can't know the reason for the Paraduma. because if we did, it would take away the idea of Mitzvah Nefesh. There has to be at least one mitzvah in the Torah that, that is beyond Sechu. That would be the indicator to the rest of Torah, and the rest of Torah is also beyond Sechu. However, when it comes to Eishet Abeno, Eishet Abeno does not need does not need um, to know this. We're going to say, we're, we're, we're going to get to that in a moment. And since Meishe Rabbeinu is Chachma, Hashem reveals Chachma to Meishe Rabbeinu, and therefore Meishe Rabbeinu knows Tampar. Well, why is it that this is all, that this uh, 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 Chukah that we have to know about, uh, uh, that, that becomes the indicator for the rest of Torah, why does that Chukah have to be Tumas Meis? Why was this specific set of halachas chosen to be the transmitter of the message about the fact that Torah is l'may l'may asechu? That's what he's going to explain in Sif Yud. This Lord also explained, I said, I, I introduced that wrong. This actually, he's saying that this is the reason why the chukah that was nizkala to Moshe was connected to the Torah in other words, why was this, out of all the chukim that Hashem reveals to Moshe, why is this the one? And he explains as follows. And this is actually very important because later in this, in the Sif Yud Beis, he's going to talk about the Fridi Kereva and he's going to go back to this, to this idea. When you're talking about, uh, uh, when you're giving something over, in the style and the manner of Mashpia and Mekabal, the giver gives to the recipient. Since the giver is lowering, it, lowering itself down, it drawing it down, and therefore only a piece of it, only a array of it, is coming to the, is being given over to the recipient. They remain connected only in the moment of the, 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 the giving over the flow. But if the Kabbal is given, they're two separate entities. So when when when, the, when it's pouring, so the the, the the flow is connecting the two of them. But once the once he stops pouring, and obviously in case we're talking seichel or whatever it is, when you or or, or in ruchnistical levels, when you're going down a level to the next, once once the higher level gave what it had to give to the lower level, they part ways. But if it's not being done in a way of a descent, that the higher level is lowering itself down to the lower level, but which means that the that the lower level is getting the entire higher level, it's becoming one with it. 
He's the shayach to zog and has the roof to his norbei sam shachal. Then you can't say that the accomplishment is only in the moment of the transfer. When his bride tenochah was under mitzvah from the makabel, and then it still remains an independent entity of a recipient. Dort musis dam shachas atzvus vetismus atzvus v'nelikus. You can't say that because if you're if you are giving over atzmos, if atzmos is coming down into chokhma, then the entire atzmos comes down and they remain connected, they become one thing. The mele is move on. They first understood. How could there be tar of tumas mes? Although the guf is not connected in a revealed way. Because at a deeper level, the guf itself is a piece of the holiness of the Nisham and Elukus. In other words, because the Nisham and the Guf were connected during their lifetime, they become connected forever. Because since the Nisham is a piece of Elukus, the, the the, and, and the connects to the Guf, it becomes eternal. It's not just Peshas HaAshva. It's even after the Ashva, even after the Guf and the Nisham part ways, they're still connected. Nowadays, in time of Golos, this does not uh, express itself in a revealed way. At least is the Abshachas Atzvus Nitin Nathan Goli because now it's not now the Atzvus coming down to Chachma is not in a revealed way. And therefore, there's even a possibility that a person can become a Tommy Mess because this idea that Amshachas Atzvus is coming down is still concealed from us. And therefore, the Tara is still a Chukah because to us it doesn't make any sense. When there will be the Amshachas Atzvus in a revealed way, the Gilif Pnimiyas Atik, then we will see clearly that the guf, the existence of the guf, is actually the neshama. Then the whole idea of tumesmes won't be won't be possible because we'll 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 know and we'll see we'll experience the connection of the guf and the neshama even after even after the death. And then the the statute, the reason of. The, how the Tara happens will be revealed to everyone because it's going to be something that we'll be experiencing. We'll be experiencing the idea of Amshachas Ha'atzmos coming down into this world and, 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 and staying there. We'll experience the idea of Pnimiyas Ha'at, Pnimiyas Therefore, we'll understand how the Neshama, how the Tumas Mas is, is, is cured, purified. Now we understand that when Hashem reveals this Reason to Moshe does not affect him negatively in his bittel and in his nefesh. The town part of us in this galik varn to Moshe is nitkin tam sichli, but in Islam is given seichel. The whole problem was was that if if para aduma has has a seichel, that then it would mean that every part of Torah is seichel, and then it would take away from his nefesh. But the reason that was given to Moshe was not a, a, a not an intellectual reason. Something that is packaged in Seichel. Rather, by Meshe Rabbeinu in his Seichel became uh, 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 revealed the Ratzon of Hashem. Until he became part of who he was, it, it remade his Seichel that it should become part of the Atmos of Hashem. What kind of person is there? Uh, is there a possibility that he lacked Mesides Nefesh? 
by someone who is Mitzis, is, is a separate entity, is an independent entity. So now we're afraid that he, that, that he has to be Mesa Nefesh, just to give up his life for Elikos. Or, in a more practical sense, like we said earlier in the, in the, in the Sicha, that a person has to go against his Seichel to learn more Teda. So, so we, we wonder if the person will be able to do it since he's independent from it. We just explained that he is Elokos. He's that Muslim Mitzis Nefesh, then by definition he is Mitzis Nefesh. He doesn't have his own entity. What's Mitzis Nefesh? Mitzis Nefesh means when a person gives up his life for, for, for Hashem. That's the ultimate Mitzis Nefesh. Which means that, that his Mitzis is not, not as important as Hashem. Moshe was the definition of Mitzis Nefesh because he became a Mitzis of Elokos. So now we've covered this topic. We, we understand that most people cannot comprehend Tampara because it would take away their ability from Mercedes Nefesh and Yagiyah and Teira. We understand that Moshe Rabbeinu could understand Tampara because the whole idea of the Para, of the Tara, of the Para Aduma, is the idea that the Neshama and the Guf remain connected through, uh, uh, even after. They, they, they pass away. How is that possible? Because we learned this idea of Pnimius Abba, Pnimius Atik, that the Atmos becomes part of the Chachma. And in the case of the Nishama and the Guf, the Guf and the Nishama become connected in an eternal way. And therefore, and the reason Meshavino can understand this is because Meshavino is Chachma, and therefore he can experience the idea of Pnimius Abba, Pnimius Atik. And therefore, not only does it not affect negatively his Mesidus Nefesh, it actually defines him as Mesidus Nefesh because he is not a Mitzius anymore. He's a Mitzius Vilikus. In Sifu Beis, he's going to take this into talking about the Friedrich Rebbe. The week of Chukas is often very closely connected, either the week of Yud Vistamos or in this case, I believe it's the Shabbos right this year. I believe it's the Shabbos before Yud Vistamos, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel Tamos. So we're going to take a, a, a lesson, a parallel from, from this idea to the three of the Kerebbe and the Beis Gimotamos. The Shlema Rados is the Shaykhaz from Parashukas and the Beis Gimotamos. The Chagah Geulah from Kriktishas and the Recham Yadmur. This is the connection between Parashukas and the Beis Gimotamos, which is the Geulah of the three of the Kerebbe. The Balas and the Chagah Geulah is given Durkhunumit with the Rabbeidah from the Sistana Supayom. The Alte Rebbe was told, the three of the Kerebbe, sorry. The Balas and the Chagah Geulah was totally permeated with Mesidus Nefesh 24-7. His whole life was Mesidus Nefesh. Especially the work of spreading Torah in that Medina, where the imprisonment took place, of course, meaning Russia. Where every detail demanded Mesidus Nefesh. The major ideas. Till the, the smallest of details, the minor, the smallest detail. Every part that demanded Mesidus Nefesh. When the Rebbe is the Geulah from the Maaseh given in an Eifin, as to Zaman their mitzvahs is given on Nes Golish on the Malam Yateva, it is given on Lubish and Teva. Because the Friedrich Rebbe lived the life of Mesidus Nefesh, he became Mesidus Nefesh. Therefore, his Geulah was in a way that although it was a Nes Golim in Hashemim, was a revealed miracle. It, it, it expressed itself, it presented itself as a nest that was enclosed within the, the confines of nature. There beer in them. Why is it like that? In, in the Eben Shtin Tanagav, the Velzad and the Kama, 
The way the Yevishter runs the world is a number of ways. Number one, Anagativis, natural order. This draws down from Shem Elikim. Begimatri Ateva, which the name Elikim is Begimatri Ateva. The Madrege in Elokus says Melubish and Elam Umitzat Ir Advelta Tivis Makim. The level of Elokus that is enclosed in the world, and the world is important. The world is 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 recognized by this level, which is the level of Malakalaman. The second level is Anagonisis, miraculous conduct. So in his battle in Agasateva, it breaks the rules of nature. Which this draws from the name of Avayi, which is higher than Teva. It's a level of a locus that's higher than the worlds. Therefore, when it expresses itself into this world, when it presents itself in this world as a miracle, it shows, it presents itself by breaking nature. The third level is Nisim that Malubish in Teva. Nisim that are enclosed within the tapestry of nature. This draws from an even higher level of Elokus. Higher than both Elokim and Avaya. When the river ran from that Nimshik Nisim and the Etzim and the Hecha from Teva. Therefore, this brings down Nisim that are truthfully higher than nature. Over, there's an unbeton of Lewis Teva, but they could still come all the way down and they become part of nature. The says as the nes peiled echaf and sees a teva as teva gufa is maskim of nes. In other words, that the, the miracle doesn't just break the nature; it changes the nature. That nature should accept this miraculous supernatural supernatural conduct. Similar to the nes of Purim, where there were miracles, but they were in the in part of nature. The very achashverish. That was the one that gave the decree to to annihilate the Jews, the Yidden, was the very same one who ultimately gave the decree that would save the Yidden. In other words, the way it was done is is uh, you know, the same guy. He said he gave this decree. Now he gave this decree. It's really it's a, it's a in, 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 uh, it's part of nature. You go to the person, and uh, you know you, there, was, there was Esther. There was, there was as everyone knows the story of Purim. So that is Similarly, happened with the with the Gula. The redemption, the release of the three Dikarebbe, as the Zelba mentioned, the very people were the ones that commanded his arrest, are the ones who commanded his release. This is connected to the idea of Pnimis Ava Pnimis because the Balasim Chavagola, the Friedrich Rebbe, was a Balmasidus Nefesh. But thus, to give him its use, that was his existence. And then, when that was brought down into this world, the Friedrich Rebbe was on such a high level that when the Ness happened, it didn't break the world. That became the nature of the world as he had that he helped Kedusha. Just as we said that Moshe Rabbeinu is Mesiris Nefesh because he's the Mitzias of Elokus. Similarly, we're saying about the Friedrich Rebbe. And the Friedrich Rebbe, because he lived the life of Mesiris Nefesh, what he did is he embodied Elokus. He embodied such a high level of Elokus that he doesn't have to break the nature, he actually reshapes the nature. That the nature itself should. Uh, should 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 help and do what Dusha needs it to do, which in this case was the release of the of the of the free decree.